Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with co-founder and CEO of MyTree Services, Jeff Rick. He boasts an impressive 30-year software career, excelling as a talented executive, engineer, and architect. As the CEO and co-founder of MyTree Services, he leads an all-star team, crafting software solutions for clients and partners. Notably, he co-founded DeerWalk, serving as COO and CTO, and shaped the vision for the company. His passion for empowering people is evident and his leadership style. He's got great stories. Enjoy this interview. Great to meet you, man. Great to meet you. Where are you coming out of? Uh, I live in uh, New Hampshire, actually. Okay, cool. Right Boston area. Yeah. This is the time of year right now where everything starts turning into magic. It's starting to get there. I uh, <laughs> probably got two or three more weeks, but yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah. Well, it's great to meet you. And I want to start the conversation off with what we've done for the last three years, which is living through COVID. And I'm curious... How did you get through it and how did it change you? Um, it's interesting. So when COVID first happened, uh, I I was actually at uh, the startup I founded um, and I was the COO and we had about 40 or 50 people in the office. Told everyone to go home, but I continued to go into the office uh, every single day. There were about four of us that went in, you know, we had 8,000 square feet. So it was Plenty of plenty of space to spread out. Um, so I stuck stuck with going into the office. Um, for from a business perspective, we had to move our our team in Kathmandu to completely um, work from home. We did that in a, overnight in about eighteen hours, um, and and migrated everything over. In, in during COVID, I ended up selling the company, um, starting with the with the acquired company and. And uh, getting divorced, so there were many of many things that happened during COVID. I don't know that I could attribute any of them specifically to COVID, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was it was a rough time for everyone. I think my children and their their educations suffered. Uh, probably took a, a year off of really being educated even though they got moved forward in, in the school system um, yeah i don't think there was a lot of learning going on so. no there wasn't there wasn't i think it went to a halt so let's get to the uh, let's get to the heart and soul of what you do for a, a living on a daily basis I yeah mean, i see it on paper but let's put you in front of a bunch of third graders speaking of school it's career day one of the kids asks you what do you do for a living how do you answer that child um i it's an interesting question i take problems that people face and I help people find solutions to those problems um, generally through building software um, or you know uh, applying process or, or, or organizing people to do tasks to, to to solve the problem manually but generally speaking building software um, to solve those problems so what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? <laughs> I, would, I, I wanted to be president of the United States. <laughs> there you go. Looking back on it, it was a really dumb dream, but uh, <laughs> it's probably the worst job in the world. But Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, that, that was my dream job. Uh, not, not an astronaut or a football player or anything like that. It was, yeah. it was that. So let's go back to your childhood. Tell me where you were born and raised and how these ideas of getting into software and, and helping people out. How did that happen? Yeah. So um, I was originally born and raised in New Hampshire, but well, 
born in New Hampshire. I moved to Minnesota when I was about nine and a half um, and lived there through graduation um, of high school uh, and then ended up going to Tufts University back out east um, and have stayed here ever since. How I got into building things is definitely comes from my father. Um, he was an entrepreneur. Um, when I was 15, he started a company. Um, and uh, I'll never forget it. Labor Day weekend, I went in with him. And I was a big computer nerd to begin with, um, having been writing code for 10 plus years. Uh, I was 15 and I, uh, I was just hanging out. It was kind of just like, exciting to watch the first day move into the new office all of that and um they needed help they they were trying to turn up a, a t1 which is a high-speed connection for uh for for well high speed at the time it'd be very very low speed today but um that connection into um you know a private network that we were building it was a credit card processing company basically if you went to places like the Gap and you swiped your credit card, the, the whole transaction went over that network. And we were having to turn up that T1. Um, and everyone got busy with other stuff and couldn't figure out how to get it done. And so I pulled out a, a laptop and connected into it, the RS-232 connection, and played around with it and eventually got it working. And so the guy who was running network operations was impressed and said, hey, why don't you come work for me? Um, so I started working there. That was my first job. And, you know, I had a startup and, and very kind of gritty startup. Um, and I worked there for two and a half years uh, in, in run, as a network engineer, um, managing that part of managing that that network. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it started early for you. So who's been kind of a role model or a hero for you in your life? Um, I've had several. Um, certainly my father would be a number one. Um, he, he, uh, he really showed me that hard work and determination is, is the key to success. Um, you know, a lot of people look at, um, success and, and say, well, it was luck and, and all of that. But it, at the end of the day, you know, lucky things happen to everyone. You got to have the vision and the understanding to know that something's lucky is happening to you. And then be determined and and in position to actually you know take advantage of it. Um, so he he would be very first and foremost. You know, I've had mentors along along the way, uh, but but he was certainly kind of my my is my uh, role model and and someone I look up to. So if you can meet anybody, whether it's in the tech industry or otherwise, anybody on the planet alive right now, and spend some time with them, who would it be? I would probably be Elon Musk. That'd yeah. be the easy answer. Um, Guy's kind of incredible. Um, you think, and you you can debate, you know, whether whether he was the initial in, inventor of any one of the companies that he started or, or claims credit for. But anyone who's ever started anything can tell you that yes, you know, the idea is important, and even the proof of concept is important. But the execution and and bringing it to for, fruition is is kind of a number one, and and you can. There's no debate about him taking those fledgling companies and, and or starting those fledgling companies and and making them into something pretty amazing. And it'd just be really interesting to to, to have a conversation with him. 
So what is your motivation? Speaking of Elon having all these motivations to do all the things that he does, what is that for you? What gets you out of bed? What gets you to want to accomplish what you want to get done? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I am motivated by a couple of different things. One, first and foremost, I love building things, building products that people use, and I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. So personally, that is one part of, of what I why I get up in the day. And, and I like to build as many things as possible. So part of why I'm in my current endeavor is you know trying to work with multiple different startups and 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 be involved in kind of a variety of different um, endeavors. Um, number two, certainly I'm motivated by having a, a good time doing the things I do. Um, so, you know, having fun doing it is a, a big part of it as well. Um, so I, I'm surrounding myself with friends who I enjoy and, and, and who also contribute, um, but, but, but very, very big into um, having a great culture and, and having fun um, while, we're, while we're working and building things and producing. And third is kind of the country of Nepal. Um, I've been doing work um, with Nepal for 15 years now. Um, it's one of the more, one of the poorer countries, um, in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been there almost 30 times at this point, um, have a kind of a deep connection with the people, um, and very, very interested in just kind of continuing to improve, um, the country and, and, you know, employ as many people as I can over there. Uh, cause I, you know, they're, they're very kind and generous and helpful folks. And, and I, I, you know, I just really ha have a place in my heart for that. So what's been the best success story you've been involved with as a professional? Oh, certainly. Um, so it was a company called Deer Walk. Um, I was one of the co-founders of back in 2010. Um, we bootstrapped that company with just a little bit of friends and family money. Um, over 10 years, we built that company up. We leveraged the team in Kathmandu, um, but, but we built this company up. Um, we, we grew revenue um, and, and built a product, a healthcare data analytics platform um, that kind of changed the, the industry in the, in the payer um, analytics area. Way inside baseball for healthcare, but you know we we provided um, and continue to provide um, analytics capabilities to large employers, um, health plans, health systems. Uh, at the end, um, we had when I left had roughly forty million people on the platform, forty million Americans, so about ten percent of the population. Um, sold that company in twenty twenty. Um, and I continue to work with, uh, with the acquirer Cedargate for another two and a half years. Um, and, uh, you know, just this August left, left there to, you know, kind of go start something new, but that, that was certainly the most successful, you know, success is defined by a lot of different things. Certainly the economics, we had what could only be described as a home run, um, exit, especially for a bootstrapped company. Um, we employed over 2000 people in Kathmandu over the 10 years. So that, that was a, a good success. But for me, the biggest success was the culture we, we created, um, and, and the people that we developed and, and, and really grew into, 
um, kind of a community. And, and you can look at it and see several different companies that have been started by people who are graduates or, or not graduates, or <laughs> alumni of, of working for us. So much of that was about bringing in young kids fresh out of college and building them up and, and uh, develop, developing them into true professionals that, that could go out into the world and do other things. So at the end of the day, you know, as kind of the captain of what you do, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, I, I, I've talked to a bunch of people about this and almost everyone always feels like some days you're playing dress up, throwing clothes on and going to work and you're still this young kid um that's that's uh um that, that's almost pretending or or you know you know go, going to work with with their dad or something like that and so for me you know i am still kind of um very much that kid um and and i've always thought of myself i guess back to that 15 year old kid you know at the startup you know just just learning things and just trying to figure things out that's that's how i view myself um it it probably gives me a little bit of humility by doing that. But, um, you know, I, I just, that that's how I feel most days. Um, I'm not going to lie. There's some days where I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. And, and this is, this is really, really good. And, and I have, I can have moments of, of real, real confidence and, and even ego, but, um, but definitely most days, you know, that that's kind of how I feel. So what in, in the realm of technology of all of these things from OS to hardware development to all of these things, what has to you been the most impressive, the, the biggest leap, the thing that's permeated us in the most profound way? Well, I mean, it's hard to argue with the internet in general, right? So I, I first got on um, the internet when I was 12 um, and it was mr.net or mr.net uh but but it was minnesota something network and and you know you dialed in and there was gopher and uunet and and um there was no world wide web no no nothing like that and it, and it was it was fun and everything but the evolution of that over my lifetime is certainly the most impactful change i mean it, it impacts everything we do right um there, there's you are hard pressed to do anything, including going for a hike that isn't impacted by the internet. Um, so um, that, that that has to be hands down in my lifetime, the biggest um, technical uh, game changing or life changing uh, technology out there. So beyond all, it's, I mean, AI is just developed so rapidly. It's become a part of yep. our consciousness so fast. Are you afraid of it? No, no, I, I, I'm not. I, I, I think we are aware enough to know the dangers of, you know, it kind of taking over, um, that, that I, I think will, I'm not concerned by that. I'm not concerned by it taking jobs away from folks or, or something like that. There's, you know, every innovation, everyone's in, in the history of the universe has always said, Oh, that, that, that innovation is going to, you know, kill jobs and all that. And, and you know, what happens is those jobs go away and new jobs come, come into fruition. So we don't know what that's necessarily going to look like. I'm certainly not smart enough to know what that's going to look like five, 10 years from now, but, um, 
certainly that that aspect of it, um, you know, is gonna is gonna evolve. So, Jeff, if anyone wants to dig into your company, your history, anything about your world, get in touch. How can they do that? Yeah, a um, couple different things. I'm I'm certainly on LinkedIn, Jeff Rick um, at My Tree Services. Our website, um, mytreeservices.com, M-A-I-T-R-I services.com. Mytree, by the way, is a Buddhist term for um, friendship. Um, and so that's kind of why we named the company that way. Uh, so, yeah. Right on. Jeff, thank you so much for your time, for your story. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. <laughs>